Gethsemane In golden youth, when seems the earth a summer land for singing mirth, when souls are glad and hearts are light, and not a shadow lurks in sight, we do not know it, but there lays, somewhere veiled under evening skies, a garden all must sometimes see, Gethsemane, Gethsemane, somewhere his own Gethsemane. With joyous steps we go our ways, love lends a halo to our days, light sorrows sail like clouds afar, we laugh and say how strong we are, we hurry on and hurrying go, close to the borderland of woe. There waits for you and waits for me, Gethsemane, Gethsemane, forever waits Gethsemane. Down shadowy lanes, across strange streams, bridged over by our broken dreams, behind the misty caps of years, close to the great salt font of tears, the garden lies. Strive as you may, you cannot miss it on your way. All paths that have been, or shall be, pass somewhere through Gethsemane. All those who journey soon or late must pass within the garden's gate, must kneel alone in darkness there, and battle with some fierce despair. God pity those who cannot say, not mine but thine, who only pray, let this cup pass, and cannot see the purpose in Gethsemane. Gethsemane, Gethsemane, God help us through Gethsemane. Ella Wheeler Wilcox. We are together in this great adventure with this podcast, Interior Integration for Catholics. We are journeying together, and I am honored to be able to spend this time with you during these holy days of Holy Week. Thank you for being here with me. I am Dr. Peter Malinowski, clinical psychologist, passionate Catholic, and together we take on the tough topics that matter to you. In this Interior Integration for Catholics podcast, we bring the best of psychology and human formation and harmonize it with the perennial truths of the Catholic faith. Interior Integration for Catholics is part of our broader outreach, Souls and Hearts, bringing the best of psychology grounded in a Catholic worldview to you and the rest of the world through our website, soulsandhearts.com. So today being Spy Wednesday, only a day before our Lord suffered his agony in the Garden of Gethsemane, I wanted to offer you an experiential exercise, a reflection, an opportunity to go inside and to learn more about yourself and what keeps you from being able to connect more deeply with Jesus in his suffering. In the last episode, episode 109, titled Jesus Psychological Agony in the Garden, that was released on April 3rd, 2023. We worked through a lot of conceptual information. That episode was a combination of lecture and storytelling designed to nourish your intellect, your mind. It was all about knowing more. Today in episode 110, released on April 5th, 2023, Spy Wednesday during Holy Week, we're doing an experiential exercise that is much more about your heart, 
much more about the core of your being, much more about relating better and loving more. We don't just want to connect and relate with Jesus from the neck up in some abstract or conceptual or intellectual way. As Catholics, we seek to connect with Jesus in the entirety of who we are, with every fiber of our being, to love him with our whole hearts and our whole souls and our whole minds and all our strength, with every bit of us. That's what these experiential exercises are for, to help you love more completely. Now, Now, this can be difficult material when we begin to work with Jesus' agony in the Garden of Gethsemane. I want you to again be, if you decide to do this, to be attentive to your window of tolerance, to notice if you're exiting to the upside into that fight or flight response, that sympathetic activation, or if you're dropping into the downside of dorsal vagal activation, shutting down or numbing out. We discussed those states at length in the last podcast, episode number 109, and we also went into them in depth in episode 89. If you find that you're you're exiting your window of tolerance, you're no longer in your zone of tolerance, you can reground yourself. You don't have to do this exercise if you feel like you've got alarm bells going off or warnings happening inside. We need to pay attention to that. And if you do decide to do this exercise, you can stop at any time. You can, you can reground yourself. We don't want to steamroll any parts of you that have objections to doing this kind of work. And it's good to do this exercise when you have the time and, sp- and space and privacy to do it. So if you happen to be driving while you're listening to this or engaging in other activities, cooking or exercising, anything that requires you to divide your attention, it's not a good time to do it. Shut off the recording now. Come back to it when you can give your full attention. And then take what is useful to you. You are free to go your own direction if that seems to be what's best. You're free to pause the audio if you want to do your own work inside at your own pace, if that's helpful to you. And it's good to have pens and pencils and paper to write down things that might be helpful to remember, like in a journal. That could be during the experiential exercise or afterwards. A journal can be an excellent place to give your parts a voice in writing. Again, Whatever's helpful to you, it could be to map out your parts or to draw your parts if that's helpful. You can draw the relationship between your parts and Jesus. What does that look like to them? The main thing is to have a lot of gentleness with yourself and for yourself. This is a moment to really care for yourself, for your parts. You know, our Lord commanded us in Luke 10, 27, to love your neighbor as yourself. And we are supposed to love ourselves in an ordered way, especially those parts of us that are our inner lepers, tax collectors, prostitutes, beggars, the orphans within us, the sick, the blind, the lame, the outcasts, the lost sheep, the ones that Jesus always reached out to in the Gospels. We want to be really compassionate with all of ourselves, with all parts of ourselves, because we're to love the Lord, our God, with our whole heart and our whole mind and our whole soul and our whole strength, all of us, every fiber of our being. That's what I want for you. I want you to be able to love God completely with the entirety of your being. And that means that we need to be integrated. We need to have that interior integration so that we can be self-possessed. And why? So that we can make a gift of ourselves. 
So if you get distracted while we're doing this exercise, that's okay. That's common. You can refocus. But if that's not possible, then get curious about what the distraction is all about. Why might there need to be a distraction at this point? So I'm going to invite you to imagine yourself with the other disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. I'm going to invite you to enter the scene on Holy Thursday night in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, if this gets too intense, there's different ways you can titrate or regulate the intensity. You can look at the scene in black and white, if that's helpful, kind of like on an old school black and white television. You can have the sound way down or off. You can have the picture move really slowly, like your frames per second going really slowly. You can have a remote control that controls all of those aspects of the scene in your mind's eye. So seeing your Lord in your mind's eye, seeing Jesus shuddering, staggering, struggling. being crushed under the weight of the world's sins. Seeing Jesus sink to his knees. Seeing Jesus as he falls on his face, prostrate on the ground. Bleeding from his head, his face, his hands like great drops falling on the ground. Seeing him as the apostles saw him. And now I'm curious, what makes it hard for you to stay present in this scene? What might make it hard for you to look at our Lord? to watch with him. Would it be okay for you to lean into that, to watch with him, to see our Lord, to sense in our Lord the intensity of his distress his agony in the Garden of Gethsemane.
Can you lean into that? Can you, can you go inside and notice? Notice what's happening inside you. And I'm curious about what inside you might get in the way of really being with our Lord in the intensity of his distress, in the agony, in the Garden of Gethsemane. What, what might make your eyes heavy? What might cause an impulse to turn away, to not watch, to shut down. What, what in you makes it hard for you to stay present with our Lord? Now, I'm going to invite you to slow way down and notice what's going on in your body. What do you notice in or around your body when you gaze upon the scene of our Lord in his agony? What happens in your body? And what about your emotions? What, what do you notice in your emotions? What are you feeling emotionally? As you consider our Lord in the agony of his suffering, in his distress, in his anguish, in the Garden of Gethsemane, what do you notice in your emotions? Guilt? Shame, fear, sorrow, sadness, compassion. Or maybe you don't feel much. Maybe there's a numbness or an apathy, an emotional shutting down. What do you notice emotionally? And what kinds of assumptions or beliefs might be coming up for you? Can we, can we be open to those assumptions and beliefs, whatever they are? Could we ask your protector parts that they not be censored, that those assumptions and beliefs might not be censored inside so that we can know what they are? I mean, if we accept that these assumptions and beliefs are inside you, that doesn't mean we're endorsing them just means we're accepting that they exist 
that parts have those assumptions and beliefs, even if they're erroneous. Assumptions and beliefs about Jesus. Assumptions and beliefs about me, myself. Some way that a part's trying to help you. Even if those assumptions and beliefs seem strange or heretical even. And so I'm going to invite you to pick one experience inside, the experience inside that's the most noticeable, the most noticeable body sensation that's going on inside or the most noticeable emotion or thought or impulse or desire, whatever's going on inside that's the most noticeable. And we're going to call that the trailhead, the trailhead. A trailhead marks the beginning of a trail that we could explore. And I'm really curious for you if it would be okay to listen to the message that that trailhead, that inner experience, that experience that's really prominent right now, that's really obvious right now, if we can listen to the message that that trailhead is trying to convey to you. There could be a part of you trying to tell you something through that trailhead, probably a part in distress. A part maybe trying to tell you something through that body sensation or that thought or assumption or that emotion or that impulse or whatever it is that's so prominent inside. Can you listen to the message? Would that be okay? Can other parts give you enough space so that you as your innermost self can take in the message? It may have something to do about the passion of our Lord in the Garden of Gethsemane. His psychological anguish may have activated this part of you. It could be a part that's hidden, a part in your own inner darkness, or a part that's been rejected. And maybe we can listen to that part now, you as your innermost self, listening to that part with a big open heart. And does that part know that part that's connected to the trailhead, that target part, does that target part know 
that you as your core self can be trusted, that you as your core self can lead and guide, that you as your core self can be the bridge between Jesus and the rest of you. There may be parts that don't understand this, parts that have really distorted understandings of God, parts that misinterpret what happened in the Garden of Gethsemane, parts that are burdened under shame or guilt or pain or sorrow or fear. Do your parts know, does your target part know that you as your innermost self can help the other parts of you in this whole endeavor of connecting with Jesus. The parts don't have to do that on their own. Now, maybe a part of you has questions for Jesus. Maybe questions that that part would like you as the innermost self to ask our Lord about his suffering. And if it's too much to be with Jesus in his agony, Maybe you can help your parts to connect with Jesus at other times, like when Jesus was eight years old or when Jesus was an infant. Or maybe, maybe it's just too much for parts to connect with Jesus right now at all. Maybe it would be easier for parts to connect with Our Lady who shared in Jesus' passion. Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who is our spiritual mother, sometimes it's a lot easier to connect with her than with Jesus for some parts. Can that part of you with that prominent inner experience, can that part feel the love and feel the care from your innermost self? Is there something in the way, something blocking that care and that love? I'm just going to invite you to notice inside how things might have changed, how things might have changed in your body or in your emotions or in your beliefs or assumptions or thoughts or your impulses or desires, 
How has the trailhead changed? Just notice if there's a change as you've begun to connect with the part. Just notice if there's a change as you've begun to connect, if indeed you have begun to connect. A big open heart to your parts. And again, having a big open heart to your parts and accepting your parts as they are, that does not mean that we endorse every impulse that a part has or every desire that a part has. But we accept that these things exist within us rather than deny or pretend that they don't. A lot of compassion, a genuine interest in our parts. might be helpful to write down some things the parts might want you to know you have the opportunity to do this exercise over again with a different part if that's helpful with a different trailhead it doesn't have to be the end of connecting inside and it's my hope that you can bring what you've learned, what you've connected with inside, into your own parts work internally, into your own human formation work. And then also into prayer, connecting with our Lord and our Lady. Again, if it's helpful to write down what you've learned, to give your parts a voice in writing, go ahead. That can be really appealing. That can be really helpful to parts to have a sense of being heard. I have a sense of being seen and known and understood and cared about. And so as we wrap up a lot of gratitude to your parts, especially your protectors for their good intentions, the ways they've tried to help you and protect you the efforts they've made to try to work things out in your life. And if you noticed a lot of distractions during this exercise, I'm going to invite you to check out two of my weekly reflections. The one from January 11th, 2023 called Distraction and Prayer, Satan, Symptoms, or Something Else. And then the one from January 18th, 2023 distractions in prayer when our parts cry for help. You can check those out at soulsandhearts.com backslash blog, soulsandhearts.com backslash blog. Just look for them by the dates, January 11th, 2023, January 18th, 2023. They are all there in reverse chronological order. I write a weekly reflection every Wednesday and you can sign up to receive that weekly reflection 
at soulsandhearts.com on our homepage. Just click the blue box that says, get Dr. Peter's weekly reflection in your email inbox each Wednesday. If you click that, you can sign up for our mailing list. Give us your email address. We will send it out to you every Wednesday. And if you really liked this experiential exercise, if it resonated with you, join us for episode 111 of this Interior Integration for Catholics podcast. That episode 111, that's going to be the last one in our series of live experiential exercises about safety, anger, God, and the interior integration of parts. We will record episode 111 with a live audience on Monday, April 10th, 2023, from 8 o'clock p.m. to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That's Easter Monday, the Monday right after Easter. Go to soulsandhearts.com backslash IIC and click the link to register for that Zoom meeting. We were calling that episode 110, but then when I added this current episode as a bonus, we had to change the numbering. So if that's a little confusing, I totally understand it. There will also be links to it in the weekly reflections from the last couple of weeks. So if you go to soulsandhearts.com backslash blog and you scroll down to the end, you'll see the announcement with the link for the registration as well. And this is a special message about the Resilient Catholics community within Souls and Hearts. I lead the Resilient Catholics community, the RCC. The RCC is for people who are really invested in their human formation, who are willing to spend time, money, and effort on it, who want to be with more than 150 other like-minded Catholics on the journey, on the pilgrimage, who want a deep, intimate relationship with God and with Mary, a real human personal connection, people who realize that they have natural level impediments to the deep relating with God and Mary. People, Catholics who want to become saints, who want to be pioneers at the cutting edge on this adventure of human formation, really at the tip of the spear, the first explorers of human formation grounded in a Catholic understanding of the human person. It's all for Catholic laymen and laywomen, although we do have some priests and religious among our members as well. If you resonated with this experiential exercise, you're likely to be a good candidate for the Resilient Catholics community. We do so many experiential exercises in the RCC in our structured year-long human formation program. Check it out at soulsandhearts.com backslash RCC. We open registration every June and every December. Also, for those of you who are therapists, or licensed mental health providers, we have the interior therapist community. That's all about the human formation of the Catholic therapist. We also take graduate students in mental health fields. Check that out, soulsandhearts.com backslash ITC. If you're a licensed mental health professional or a graduate student in a mental health field and you're interested in parts, you're interested in these experiential exercises, you're interested in your own human formation, that is the place to be. All of that is at soulsandhearts.com. Soulsandhearts.com is really the hub for all things that are both Catholic and psychological, all things that are both Catholic and about human formation. And please spread the word about our Souls and Hearts resources, including this episode of our podcast. 
let others know, those who might really benefit, we want to get these materials into their hands. And our best marketing is you. Our best marketing is your recommendations, your personal recommendations to people who trust you. And finally, and again, this is the most important thing, please pray for us at Souls and Hearts. Prayer fuels everything that we do. We can't do anything effectively unless it's firmly grounded and rooted in prayer. Know that we are praying for you as well. And with that, we will invoke our patroness and our patron, Our Lady, Our Mother, Untire of Knots. Pray for us. St. John the Baptist, pray for us.